right, guys, welcome to our annual year in review show. If you've never listened to one of these before, these are what we do every single year. And we've done this now since I think 2015, we've done a year in review show. But Sergio and I, at the end of the year, we like to look back at the shows that we have done all through the year. And I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but one fun thing that you could do if you really wanted to get like a summary of Conspiranormal. There you go. You could go back and listen to everything from, I believe, episode 60, I think, was the first (laughs) The episode that was probably covered in one of these, so you guys can go back and listen to all those if, if, if you really want to. But uh, this is just something we do as we look back at the year that we've had and look forward to the year that's coming up. And I've already got some shows actually scheduled into January. So I guess, first of all, we should just talk a little bit about how you felt this year went. I mean, not just in like conspiranormal wise, but just like in general, like with any feelings about it Sophia. i know it's been a big one for you yeah it's been a lot of changes you know got married moved out here uh turned 40 did the strange realities conference again you know having to career pivot so yeah a whole lot of a whole lot of change for me it's been pretty crazy yeah same here for me i mean it's been you know i'm gonna necessarily say that's been like a wild wild year but it's definitely been a, a year of some changes and um a lot for the good and you know i don't think i've had some people have said that like 2023 has been a bad year but i necessarily uh, i don't necessarily haven't really no haven't seen it as like a as like a totally bad year i mean it's been great for me uh same same thing of just like you know doing the conference and you know that that for me i think takes up a lot of the time of the year is doing the conference and we did it a little bit later this year than we had before so it fell a little later in the year, not not by too much, a few weeks, but like doing it in November was seemed like kind of odd. And I think if we do do it again, we'll probably be doing it in in November as a time frame. But uh, that definitely probably was the big pivot event of the year for me. Um, I did get to travel some. I would go into to uh, to New England. For the uh, Tim Banal's Paramania event, I did that, and that was a that was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm looking forward in 2024 of traveling some more. I'm gonna be going to New Orleans in a couple of months for Mardi Gras, which is gonna be wild. And uh, then hopefully at some point getting up to uh, Seattle to see you. Yeah, so can't wait. I'm hoping to do a little a little more traveling. Uh, in 2024 than I did in 2023. But uh, yeah, I mean, Boston was excellent. Got to see that and got to go to Portland, Maine and went to meet Lauren Coleman in person and go to his museum. And, you know, those were some, some pretty big highlights of my year was doing that. So that would have been like the, probably like my biggest, my biggest trip in quite a while was this year. I was really happy to do that. Other than that was concentrating pretty much on the conference. Um, yeah. And, you know, of course doing, doing the show. So did you have but, any uh, expectations for 2023 that didn't, that didn't happen? Did you think uh, things were going to get further along in, in any of these investigations against Trump or did you foresee anything worse happening? 
Uh, I think some of that was probably unexpected and some of it wasn't, if that makes sense. Um, I definitely think that 2023 is kind of like a calm before the storm because I think next year is going to be crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should be some and, juicy uh, uh, conspiracy normal episodes. Yeah. If you listen to our episode with Dr. Future, which is what preceded this, then you, you guys already know how I feel about 2024 and how crazy it's going to be so even though i'm looking forward to it um uh, at the same time like well looking forward to it on a personal level i think just like as you know i am a little trepidatious about the coming year just to be honest well and as we're recording this it's only december 19th so still right 2023 could still take a turn you never know you never know what could happen i mean we were just talking about serfio possibly getting stranded where he's going for christmas so (laughs) it could still (laughs) it could still happen but uh in many ways i think 2023 was a good year all the way around of course like i said did the conference i've worked on uh nevaeh's youtube channel been doing that um i feel like i've kept fairly busy this year Work kicks my ass, but other than that, I'm, I've been pretty well. So I've not had as many life changes, I think, as you in, in this in this coming year. Yeah, I'm just, I think I'm ready to really get settled in for. for right, right. Hopefully, uh, the country won't break out into some kind of civil unrest. So, no, hopefully, you won't, you're not living in a different country by the end of like next year yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Technically, or like you get like Canada just like annexes Washington State, or but uh, you know, as long as it doesn't get that bad and and the economy um, is at least functioning on some level, I think it'll be a great year of settling in for me. What do you think about uh, 2024? Do you have any predictions? Do I have any predictions? Like, yeah, we're we'll turn the Dr. Future table on you. Well, I think I already said that I think it's going to be a mess. I think it's going to be crazy. I think this election year is going to be, if I mean, I think it's going to be crazier than 2020 as far as the election. Oh yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully there's no more pandemics. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, I, I think that's on, you know, in, in internationally too, like, you know, what could happen there. But I think mostly it's just, a, I think it's just mostly going to be crazy domestically here. And whether who whoever wins or whoever loses, like it's not really going to matter. It, it's just it's just going to be nuts. Yeah. So I, I would tell people not necessarily. I'm not being really alarmist here, but just like I would just say, like get ready for a lot of craziness and coming up in the in the in the coming year. Yeah. Because I feel like you know, 2023 was like this off year. You know what I mean. And I think just primarily just because of the our election here, it's going to be, it's going to be what's crazy. Well, for the disclosure folks, you know, we could really use them aliens. Oh uh, yeah. Now <laughs> we, we really, really could, which is another, you know, that's, that was, I guess we, we can talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, Dave Grush and all that, um, you know, Chris Corey and I talked about it some, you know, that was probably like on the, ufo front i think that was probably the quote-unquote big news although for a lot of us it probably really wasn't um you had some guy coming out claiming that he uh had heard all these things from other people and making all these amazing claims and 
uh, now has kind of faded into the into the distance um just as i thought he would but that was back in the summer so that was probably like i think the biggest probably like i guess you could say paranormally tinged um news over the year was that for sure well and that goes right into the first episode of 2023 uh, yeah a parallel yeah and uh, you know we need to have this guy back on uh because he did write a really good book uh, about about ufos ufos and ufology um it should rectify reaching back out was uh charles lear this is uh episode 435 where he talked about when ufology went off the rails and the specific moment that he talks about was ufology going off the rails was the 1988 television special called UFO Cover Up Live, which I don't think I've ever sat down and watched the entire thing, but uh, I have seen um, <laughs> I have seen bits and pieces of it, and it 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 is kind of a shit show. Um, but that's pretty much what we talked about in that, and then you know we talked about um, some of the disinformation like Richard Doty and those people in the 1980s. I think we, I think we talked a little bit of the about the Benowitz case too. So mm-hmm. it's almost been a year since then. And I don't truly re- remember some of the show, but I rem- I do remember talking about that, but we do, we should have Charles back on the show. Yeah. And we sure. found out that he, I think we found out that he was on the punk rock scene in New York city back in the eighties too. So we ended up. Yeah, that was cool. Talking a little bit about that. Um, there's, you know, we run into so many of those guys. It's crazy. Yeah. We so do. many people. There, there's uh, another one on the list. Yeah. And so, I mean, too. just so many people through the years have some kind of, so many of our guests have some kind of connection to the early New York uh, punk rock. Yeah. Which is something I'm a big fan of too. So um, we followed that up. We did a round table with uh tim banal and steve berg that was and a lot of fun. episode episode 436 this was um we called it the conspiracy bros roundtable and talked about how the crazy kind of the current state of conspiracy culture is the influence of social media um how things like TikTok has really like changed the game for other social media platforms and um, how big of an influence those kind of like 30 second or a minute clips have yeah. just like destroyed, destroyed our attention span one, but also um, secondly um, have really kind of just set the theme on how the algorithms have, uh, have, have basically fed us all this uh just like weird crazy shit and now that we're towards the end of the year like you've been on tiktok some and you've just found some of the craziest shit that you've been sending me yeah i really got inspired really messing up your algorithm i really got inspired by this like short form video stuff that started being marketed to me on uh youtube and, and instagram and finally, uh, you know, I was doing like a little TikTok just for my music. And I was like, man, I'm going to just open up the algorithm. Because if you want to be on the cutting edge of the the newest media 
and how it interacts with all this stuff. That's really it. It's this short form video stuff. And like I was listening to uh, Dave Metcalf on um, the Sitting Now podcast, and you know they're talking about how conspiracy has so much in common with like uh, pornography and how it adapts so early to new mediums, you know, like, so what's the first thing you got, you know, with, with all these new mediums, it's usually porn, but like a close second seems to be conspiracy theory. And the short form video stuff is really like, like I said, the, the cutting edge of where this kind of conspiracy belief is coming from. I think it's, um, I've seen where, you know, I did these experiments and, and to see where the algorithm would take me. And it starts out innocent enough with, you know, maybe some uh, speculation on ancient history or, or the firmament and flat earth and things like that. And then very quickly evolves into like a, a politicized kind of uh, Trumpian anti-establishment stance, you know, really, really quickly, which is not surprising at all. Well, it's weird how those, th- the, the, all that stuff kind of just like goes hand in hand. Um, it's just all kind of like mixed together. Yeah. And there's yeah. stuff on there that's just like really entertaining. I mean, like, well, entertaining and sad at the same time. Like the, some of the Tataria stuff has really just gone absolutely bonkers. I mean, it was bonkers to begin with, but it's gotten really crazy now. I mean, there was this one guy in Atlanta that, you sent me that he's just like every monument he believes is actually from ancient Tataria and that they're every, every piece of public art, every single government monument, every, yeah, it's, it's right, right, right. And it's like, there's no, you know, there's no sense of history. Like I, I, I typify it as these are all the people that fell asleep in history class or didn't take history class or didn't even show up that are now trying to teach other people history that they've just like made up, but it's the real history, man. It's the real shit. It's, it's the, not what the, not what the authorities are telling you is going on. Right. And there are some, you know, real uh, believers or people doing this because they're, they're curious or they think they're figuring stuff out. But a lot of it is uh, we've talked about probably a lot of cynical people who are just trying to get attention also so that they can then, uh, you know, run ads. And so I've seen that on some of these accounts with some really ridiculous stuff and scroll down a few videos and they're selling like a, a phone device or supplements Uh as usual or, you know, whatever. And then the algorithm itself, of course, the whole point of these apps is to sell advertising. So then you get to see what type of advertising the algorithm um, chooses, you know, based on, what it's feeding you so more of the same a lot of a lot of alternative health and supplement stuff and just all kinds of uh let me see what else actually else right those two worlds are very much um together like you know i don't know if you've seen it yet but there's this um documentary and create this this crazy documentary on uh hbo called now i'm drawing a blank on the name of it but it's about this um it's about this this woman that started her own, basically her own cult, and she called herself Mother God. And uh, the name of the cult is also the same name as the documentary. But 
you know, she started taking like colloidal silver and she, she dies and basically from like, almost from like, you know, being a raging alcoholic and showing her liver and colloidal silver. But, you know, the one thing that this cult was doing is that they were selling also all these type of products that you're talking about. Yeah. So it's yeah. this, it's this intersection of, um, these new age beliefs and conspiracy theory, and then also, you know, selling these like homeopathic type of products. Oh, wow. I just got followed by at Illuminati recruit team. So <laughs> maybe about to get that invite and need that. Are you, are you get are you getting recruited? Probably. Yeah. For, uh, you know, just got to share that banking and routing information for the, the, the little right, right, transaction right. or something like that. Or maybe they have like a subscription model. Who knows? Right. But yeah. It's, I think, uh, a problem with a lot of people who are uh, outsiders more than anything, you know, we've talked about this a lot who are doing all this commentary on what they think is going on in conspiracy culture are just doing it based on what they're seeing uh, in their algorithms and aren't actually looking at the broader picture of all this content. So I want to really know what's going on and how these ideas are spreading and what mediums uh, they're spreading on. So short form video right now is is really a kind of a wild frontier, uh, no matter how much some of these apps claim to be curbing false information or <laughs> extremism, it's still, you know, the algorithms are, are uh, oh, yeah. pushing some pretty yeah. crazy stuff. We recently um, had a video pulled. I've had a couple of video pulls, but we had a video pulled on YouTube that said that we were spreading medical misinformation. And this was a, a show that we did at the end of 2020 with Dr. Future about hydroxychloroquine. And basically, I think they just heard that word. The bots I'm heard sure that word. It, they just heard just it again. It and just heard, yeah, they just heard it again. Maybe just beep that. Uh, you know, so they don't they don't hear it. And that's probably what it was. And they just like or they or they read the description somehow and just knocked our video off, even though we weren't we were basically criticizing the medical inf misinformation, but we got removed. Meanwhile, there's all this garbage that is on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah, I'd say I it. see a lot of uh, medical disinformation every day, even if it's not exactly. specifically COVID-related. Exactly. So we followed that up with episode 437 with W.T. Watson, who is actually going to be our first guest of 2024. He's coming back on, talk about as far as Poltergeist book. So we talked about his book about Sasquatch Canada, and this is basically um, Sasquatch sightings, Bigfoot sightings that are that took place in Canada outside of British Columbia. So um, even talking about things that kind of happened in like the Atlantic region of Canada, which was interesting, that you would not, normally not think the, the Bigfoot being in. Um, Travis Watson is probably really one of my favorite paranormal authors out there right now i mean he's pretty prolific and i think we had him on again i'm pretty sure um in 2023 so uh followed by 438 this was christopher ernst and ap strange where we talked about occult cinema and uh these two guys joined us chris talked a lot about uh david lynch which one of his favorite directors and Alejandro Jodorowsky um 
And also, uh, AP Strange talked about some of the occult themes in comedy, kind of like stuff like when the Marx Brothers and, and, and these type of films from the 30s and 40s. And talked about also um, in uh, Chris's Strange Realities yeah, yeah, presentation this year, he, he talked about some of these these other kind of like experimental filmmakers that he lesser known that, ones uh, besides those big things, you know. mm-hmm. which we did talk about. We didn't mention uh, one person that um, in that episode as well. Episode four thirty nine. Now this one, um, I that thought was a cool one was a. I think we we th- this this really was like two in a row. Okay, um, yeah. This one is like all kudos to you because you actually found out about this guy. And this is Gary Ravel, where we talked about his investigation of the Martin Luther King Jr. assassination. And this is all kinds of like, you know, skullduggery, man. Yeah. I mean, it was 1970s stuff. Yeah, this was this was intense. I mean, basically, uh, Gary Ravel lives here in Nashville and he, he doesn't anymore. But he lived here in Nashville in the 1970s, and he worked for a lawyer named uh, Jack Kershaw, who I actually met much later. And um, Jack Kershaw was the counsel for James Earl Ray when uh, James Earl Ray was doing a retrial. And so Gary Ravel... Um, was the investigator on this case and basically, you know, kind of like investigating the ties of the mafia, ties of the CIA and those type of things. And these are things that also lead up to like, you know, the, the house commission on uh, assassinations, but very interesting interview, an interesting story, pretty intense in many, in many ways. What were your thoughts on that? Because like I definitely had never heard of this guy. You heard of him and yeah, brought him forward a, to me as a possible guest. It was an interesting window into uh, a 1970s uh, conspiracy world um, with a lot of political crossover. These big investigations going on. You know the way he tells it, he was really kind of a. Exploring the uh, the underworld that might have been involved uh, in both the MLK assassination and the Kennedy assassinations. Yeah, there was pretty interesting. I mean, I really am curious and have a lot of questions about what all what all really went on and what everybody's motivations were, including Kershaw. Um, it's pretty odd because you know Kershaw. Uh, you know, I came to know about him because. He's pretty controversial in Nashville for his giant uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest statue. Right. Uh, and he's right. definitely, you know, is a, would be characterized as like a neo-Confederate, like a really philosophical yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So most people would, you know, automatically think that he'd be sympathetic uh, to something like a, the MLK assassination. Um, but, you know, according to his own words and, uh, you know, people like uh, Gary, as well as the next guest who came after this, Sandra London. Yeah. He was, uh, well, he might have been a, a segregationist, you know, he might have really been against a lot of the things that happened, you know, later on. And it's pretty interesting and, and very, very strange, murky world. But it, 
you got that sense of like a real, uh, you know, what could be like a real 1970s uh, political thriller, you know, off of his uh, real life story as he tells it. And like I said, I got to, you know, I, I, I got to meet Kershaw um, because there was some people that I knew that were friends of my ex-wife that basically lived next to him and brought me over there and uh, see his work studio and all that. I mean, a very interesting person. Our next guest. I would say this was the most controversial of the year. This is the one we got some we 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 got some flack for. Um, yeah, for people, sure. people like well, like like finally woke up and realized we existed. This is Sandra London, where we talked some we talked about her book, uh, Good Little Soldiers, but that really wasn't uh, quite the crux of of the interview because we talked a lot about like her life and uh, her knowing Carrie Thornley. And some of the flack that she got, um, you know, her through her true crime writings and those associations, you know, the flack that we got from that interview, and we actually talked about this on the Patreon side, yeah, was that we didn't challenge her um, enough, apparently, about the um, mind control stuff in particular, about the mind control stuff in particular. Um, when you have a guest like that, we've had like Alan Greenfield on. I mean, there's certain things that Alan has said that, you know, is, is iffy that we didn't necessarily challenge him on, but a lot of people probably didn't disagree with Alan and more people seem to disagree with what, what she was, what she was talking about. Well, and it was interesting that her whole introduction to the world of what we'd call like the monarch mind control mythos was through Carrie Thornley's paranoia. Right. And that after, you know, right. her associations with him and seeing things that really were weird about his life, um, you know, she thinks that she caught some of that and began looking at the world in a different way. And the uh, Good Little Soldiers book is is about uh, the the testimony of people who say that these things have happened to her. Yeah. Um, and she's someone who allows you know very maligned for often good reason voices uh, yeah to say very controversial being, people yeah being a this pioneering true crime writer that you know co-wrote things with convicted serial killers um yeah so yeah. and i think we kind of talked about how it was ironic that that wasn't what upset people what upset people was her giving voice to people who said they were mind control victims yeah yeah so, you know, it's okay to <laughs> these things, what people pick and choose, Well, you know, but know. regardless it's, of what you it's, think, it's, it's like, weird. she, she's someone who was there through all these very important, uh, cultural moments for anyone interested in any of this stuff. And she has some real inside views, uh, on things and, you know, has that discordian transmission directly from Carrie Thornley. Yeah. She's been very maligned. She's a very controversial figure herself. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, it, it's it, when, when you're dealing with, and mostly because of the serial killer stuff. And when you're dealing with that, because she's been castigated as like a serial killer groupie and all these type of things. And that can become very sensitive, a sensitive area for a lot of people. And rightfully so. But for this kind of uh, history, you know, that we do and the, the history of these different subcultural and counterculture things um you know it, it's it's important to document things from 
these uh, elder guards of things like Discordianism, right. of all you know, all this stuff. People who were there, right? And, Which is uh, my point about someone like Greenfield. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't know. always expect them to to conform to, you know, what you personally, everything that you personally believe. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a limit to of, all that, of course. But we don't think you know someone like Sandra London or Alan Greenfield are beyond the pale. Yeah, and we think she might have actually mentioned Alan indirectly in the, <laughs> the yeah. interview. <laughs> so that was interesting as well. Uh, followed that up with uh, Dr. Richard Gallagher, uh, demonic foes. I mean, this uh, this was, uh, I think, in many ways, just as good in, of an interview. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. He he is someone that has been worked with has worked with um, exorcists. Uh, he's a, a clinical psychiatrist, and um, you know really believes that the things that he has encountered are uh, something coming from a third party. In other words, a demonic influence. Um, uh, this, you know. This was actually something that I, one of those emails that I got, I, I get all, we get a lot of emails and just like, well, you have this person on your show. We'd love you to have this person on the show. And this is one that like, if I'm interested, I will respond. And this was one that, um, that I was interested in talking to, um, to get his kind of, his kind of viewpoint on that, because, um, you know, th this is an area that I'm, I'm actually really, really interested in, um, is where the, all this, you know, said, um, these ideas come from about possession and, and all that. So that was really interesting. And he, he had, uh, you know, quite a scientific, um, outlook on most things. So it wasn't like he was just, uh, you know, totally superstitious traditionalist Catholic or something like he was in right. a very, had yeah, a very kinda... balanced, you know, personal view of things, but still really thought that there was something to, a lot of what uh, you know people say is demonic possession. Yeah, he and he kind of, and he kind of took a, a little bit of a clinical uh, look at it too. Very, I think, very well grounded. And and the book is great. Um, it's an excellent book to read. And um, he also said that one of the cases that he talks about in the book was going to get made uh, by Bloomhouse, which is interesting. I haven't seen that come up yet, but I'm assuming that it probably will. Yeah. Uh, and I believe this was around the time that you started your process of moving out to um, the Seattle area. And uh, this was uh, episode 442. This was with uh, my our good friend, Heather. Mm -hmm. We'll give her a shout out. I know that she listens. Heather has been uh, my friend for years. And... Um, She's listened to Conspiracy Normal since episode one. So <laughs> wow. that's brave. So that was a that was a long, long time ago. She's but, seen your uh, journey, man. It, the, yes, yes, she has. Well, we we did this. Um, we did this episode about a book uh, that was published in the I believe the eighties called um, "When God Was a Woman." So we did an episode uh, about this book. Um, by an author named Merlin Stone. And yeah, this book was about how this kind of like the, the goddess religion 
there's a goddess religion of the ancient world. This basically gradually got replaced by uh, first gods uh, in tandem with goddesses and then began to um, be replaced by just gods and then the, the monotheistic uh, deity. And also this idea that the that the ancient Israelites also had a um, they had a they had a religion basically that had both a female deity and a male deity. Yeah. So there's a divine uh, feminine component too. Yeah, divine feminine component, and uh, it's something that uh, Heather. I mean, I'd read the book. I think the end of 2022. And I just said, well, hey, if you want to come on, let's talk about this. So that was a that was a really good um good episode that we did on that. So and I think uh let's see. Already a lot of really interesting stuff, man. Yeah. Kind of getting into just like a little bit of different things and just like the normal conspiracy slash paranormal stuff that we do. I like I mean, you know, like to and there are a couple of shows here where that was kind of back to back. I will enter. I will um, mention here that in between the two, four forty two and four forty three, we did a bonus episode uh, where I introduced uh, Nevea uh, from Nevea's Nightmare and talked all about that. Uh, Nevea was actually here with me, and we did. It was like a little short little episode that that we did, just kind of promote her channel. Um. Follow that up with 443, uh, John Brooks. This is called Did Jesus Really Exist? This was basically about uh, the idea of Jesus mythicism and basically the idea of there was never an historical Jesus. It was more something that people believe spiritually. And um, there were some interesting arguments that John brought forth on this. I don't know quite know how much I buy it, but um, but it was an interesting episode. And uh, John also a few months later he did a um, one of our online events with us, and where he went a little bit more into it than what we did on the podcast. So that yeah. was a really fun episode, John. We um, had him on later too. Yeah, um, yeah, we did. We did. Um, John got in touch with me because I went, I had had Gary Stevens on towards the end of 2022, and he um, was interested in his, you know, history in the Bible podcast. And then um, he just hit me up and was like, hey, I'd love to come on your show. And I was like, yeah, that's great. And now I listen to his podcast called pod only knows which i think is a really great podcast as well yeah we're gonna have to circle back uh, yep. with john this year and and see uh see about doing another episode he's he's a great guy yep and uh you were uh you were still in the process of moving the next episode was episode 444 i'm sure there's some celestial alignment there uh Becky or numerology, Becky and Galantine. This is called Paranormal Investigating Amityville and Morticians. I had Nevaeh actually sit in with me on this one, and uh, because she's studying to be a mortician, so in college right now. So, 
this was all about uh, Becky Ann's um, personal her paranormal investigations. She had done a film uh, that had been put out right before this about going to the um, pandemonium site in Pennsylvania, which is this old like ghost town, which Timothy Renner has talked about constantly on uh, strange familiars. Um, he's done a few episodes about that. And so we talked about her, that and some of her research into the Amityville horror case, which she was involved in this documentary and uh, some of her thoughts about women being increasingly part of the mortuary industry and how that industry is changing and uh, some, some good insights on that. So, all right. Well, you had moved by then. So on 445, you were back with Adam Go Rightly. First time we've had Go Rightly on, I think in a couple of years. Um, even though he was part, well, he was part of the 2022 Strange Realities Conference. Mm-hmm. This was called Stalking James Shelby Downard. And this was about the book that he put out called Stalking the Great Whore. Yeah, well, we had been anticipating for a while that, uh, you know, Adam had had a- obtained these lost writings of James Shelby Downer that, you know, fit into the bigger picture of the overall uh, carnivals of life and death, autobiographical stuff with other writings mixed in. And uh, that was finally released, and uh, we had a little bit of time to go through it and and fill in some gaps, talk about some things that were, I think, really um, fleshed out uh, for the first time about Downard's life. And I think that material also contributed to Dr. Richard Spence's investigations into the you know historicity of Downard and and his autobiographical information. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was great. Uh, pretty burned out on James Shelby Downer for a while after that, to be honest. Um, yeah, Spence was supposed to he was supposed to join us on that episode. That's and right. He came on. He came on a little later. But the cryptocracy uh, uh, got in the way. Yeah, yeah. So he was he wasn't able to join us that night. So we just talked to Adam, which I think I think worked out well because then we could have a show between both of them. Um, I mean, but it really might be the best um, James Shelby Downard book because it really has the most meat. And Go Riley did James Shelby Downard's Mystical War. Uh, that really is the best summary of the the guy's life and writings and ideas and how they've influenced the yeah. things, et cetera. So that's that's a great summary, but this has really got the most meat of any of the, uh, you know, Carnivals of Life and Death is pretty short. Then you've just got these kind of random essays. Um co-wrote by different authors and downard uh, but this is this big chunk of material that was uh it was quite the effort you know to uh for him to make this into some kind of publishable format yeah to put it to put it together uh, and to to sort through the basically the madness <laughs> really yeah essentially um so we followed that up with episode 446. This was uh, AP Strange. This was, we called it the Exorcism Extravaganza. Uh, AP came on and talked about um, some of these weirder exorcisms that he wrote about in a blog post on his blog. And um, 
we focused a lot on this guy named Donald Omond and his attempts to exercise stuff like the Bermuda Triangle and just weird things like this. Um, kind of just like the weirder side of the world of exorcists. Yeah. And especially some of these guys that actually just like complete, like total charlatans. The exorcism of, they, of objects and places and all this kind of weird. Right. Right. All this kind of just like weird stuff that, that, that that's going on. And just like, as always, I think with AP, I, I always love having him on because he's always um, uh, very good about talking about kind of tongue in cheek about these things and not taking the stuff like too seriously and seeing that there is like this weird kind of fun side to a lot of this. Yeah. It was good after the uh, paranoid darkness of the James Shelby downer episode and me having to read that old book a couple of times. Right. (laughs) Uh, 4:47. This was Zach hunt. Uh, joined us and he was also part of the strange realities conference this year. Uh, we talked about his book, God breathed, which is kind of a, just like reassessment of the idea of biblical inerrancy and how necessarily you don't really have to have something like biblical inerrancy. Um, it's not important. Uh, if you are Christian, you want to, you want to believe believe in something you don't necessarily have to have that and um you know how the things about the bible that he thought might just be wrong in some places and um you know how we're dealing with how we deal with issues like these inaccuracies and what they might mean and um you know how the bible what it means that the bible was divinely inspired and these type of things so that was a that was a really uh, really good episode as well. I really really enjoy Zach. I really love having him on, and um, he's actually a local guy here, and um, you know he has a really good insight to a lot of these things. I try to make people try to have people see that you know it's not it's not just trapped into this kind of like evangelical conservative to conservatism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always a pleasure to have Zach on. Uh, following that, 448 was Dr. Spitz came on. Uh, we again talked about Downard and some of his research into Downard and what he thinks some of the actual history and the true story of James Shelby Downard was, not what James Shelby Downard necessarily told people. Um, and we kind of got just our. You know, I think we after this we kind of got our fill of Downard, even though this is a really <laughs> yeah. great episode. And we also talked a little bit with Doctor. So I think this this one was almost like three hours. I think. Yeah. But also got into a fascinating discussion about royal imposters and that was really like different. That. Yeah. Yeah, like um, you know Anna Anderson who claimed to be Anastasia, um, and these type of people and this and these weird connections to intelligence that some of these people have, um. And how things like the Anastasia myth kind of just kept going to to the present day. Why these why these myths persist? Um, so we didn't just talk about James Shelby Downard in this one. Following that episode four four nine, this was uh, John Chadwick joined us, and we ca- I called this one "Living in the AI Apocalypse." 
<laughs> yeah, that was a good one too. This yeah, John had some. He had some real like uh, strong thoughts on artificial intelligence. Yeah, as and, an illustrator, as illustration right. really right. Getting, uh, hit hard because everyone was playing with those apps this year. That was a. I think this year, yeah. 2023, was really the year that that uh, AI broke into the. The use of the general public. Yeah. Yeah. The chat GPT and all that stuff. And the really image generators. Yeah. Broke. And this, and the, the idea of even though, like, oh, well, it's cool, but what does it mean? Um, you know, some of the things that we talked about on this episode were, were pretty dire, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> about the future of 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 what's going on of whether or not like even people in like the white collar sector are going to like lose their jobs because of some of this ai yeah it's not um, 1999 anymore man the techno utopianism is <laughs> has been out for a while right right it 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 really has been episode 450 so kind of closing in um this was R.C. Baranowski. This is called Past Life Journeying. Uh, we'll call him Bobby, Bobby Baranowski. Um, he is another one of these people that was in the New York scene in the in the in the seventies. What was the name of his band? The Werewolves. The Werewolves. Yeah. 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 So he has this band called the Werewolves, and he actually gave surf at the conference. He came to the. Strange Realities Conference, and he gave Sergio and I copies of the of the album. Yeah, the sealed which LP. was really cool. Yeah, have really you listened cool. to it? Yeah, yeah, it's jamming, man. I'll have it's to, I'll have to put it on. Yeah, bluesy, sleazy seventies rock and roll. But he was the drummer, right? Yes. I think he also drummed for like Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah, yeah, he had a two. He's got some nice credits. Yeah, really, so he's really a, great know. guy. Yeah, super nice guy. And, uh, but we talked about like his, like, you know, how he uses a non hypnotic technique right. to um, retrieve past life memories and talked about how some of his, what he felt his past lives were and some of his future lives, I guess, are going to be that he has seen through using this technique. Yeah. So that's one by just, you know, by just listening to that, you can get to practicing, but we'd really recommend to check out yeah. his book for the full, uh, for the full methodology. Yeah. And the, and the, and the work is called the, the, the book is called past life journeying, exploring past between and future lives. So that was an interesting episode as well. Uh, followed by Maxim Ferrick, uh, episode 451. This was called, this was about, uh, his book called Coal Region Hoodoo, which was kind of this, um, a book that was about uh, different articles that he had published and the, um, talking about mostly where he, where he's from, which is like kind of the Pennsylvania area. Uh, I found out about Maxim from, uh, Timothy Renner and uh, strange familiars. And uh, we talked a lot about this thing called the Shepton mining disaster that took place in 1963, where these guys were trapped in a mine, these two gentlemen, two miners, and 
uh, they had these like interesting visions down there in the mine. They even saw like the deceased um, bot, the deceased ghost of, or the ghost of Pope John the Twenty Third, um, and so and some of that. And then we talked a little bit about the Smurl haunting, and he, you know, he'd actually gotten to interview uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, and also got into the Kecksburg, um, the Kecksburg stuff as well. So the Kecksburg incident in 1965. All right. So the next one, episode 452, uh, interviewed some guy named Adam saying, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Just some non-entity. This uh, was a really good one. This is, yes, good. it was. There's, there's a part two somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we did record the one with me, but, I wasn't very happy with it being the control freak that I am. So that got classified, uh, but maybe we'll do it this year. What did we talk about? We talked about, you know, how I came up with the idea of conspiranormal, what influenced me, some of my ideas. I think that's basically what we talked about from what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about your, your journey through all this and how your ideas have evolved and uh, the history of, the podcast and where it fit into these, these larger cultures and where things were and how they've changed and where they're going and your personal experiences. And, uh, it was, it was really great, a great way to see how the podcast is, has been evolving and, and, you know, dynamic. Yes. And then, uh, we followed that up with 453, uh, John Brooks and Kelly J Baker. And they, John Brooks, who we had on the talking about the Jesus mythicism, uh, and Kelly, uh, who is his co-host, which we had her back on later. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, but we talked about uh, their podcast, Pod Only Knows, and some of the themes that have been on there. They are both religious studies. Uh, well, she's a religious studies professor, and John also has a degree in religious studies. And uh, so we talked about what that means. And then we also talked a lot about the conspiracy culture today and how a lot of that is directly influenced by a lot of ideas that are just even in mainstream evangelical Christianity. Yeah, that was that was really great. They're really smart. And um, it was great later on as we're talking to Kelly about her book about the yep. clan too. And that's kind of you know, yep. informed by the religious studies background as well. All right, Fred Anderson, Northern Lights. We talked about his book. We called Sweden. We talked basically about Swedish high strangeness cases, which is what his book Northern Lights is about. And definitely some of the UFO cases over there, some of the personalities that were involved and some of these people that are like contactees that we would have probably have never heard about in the mm -hmm. United States if fred had not written a book about it yeah so, getting an international angle on this stuff is always yeah refreshing because yeah. it's really especially ufos you know has has been so u.s centric since the beginning you know because it has a lot to do with our our experience in national security state and all this kind of stuff but um yeah that was all super refreshing stuff that most of us had, had not heard of before at all and he's in the yeah. media there too you know and in, in the paranormal media and it's interesting to see how how that works over there and uh how he can incorporate high strangeness and in, into 
the media over there and the projects he's been involved in. So yeah, that was great meeting Fred and talking and, and um, look forward to talk to him in the future too. Yes. Yes. Abs- a- absolutely. And we also talked about the Swedish folklore and how yeah. that these beings and these creatures from Swedish folklore have an influence on the nature of the cases and the feeling of the cases there as well. Um, episode four forty four fifty five. Mallory Swinsky, Making Friends with Ghosts. Um, this was based on her book, Making Friends with Ghosts. And uh, Mallory actually joined us here in Nashville for Strange Realities Conference. She actually spoke on that Friday night, and she kind of represented the ghost hunting crowd. And so we talked about kind of like her personal experiences mm-hmm. uh, with with haunt, with investigating haunted locations um how she got involved with how she got involved with all this and um how it kind of affected her personal life and also wider than that though how being involved with something like this um really brings like a a uniqueness uh to your life and it's not just like the 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 drudgery of everyday life, but it like really brings a, a true sense of accomplishment and adventure, I guess you could say. And plus, uh, Nevea just interviewed her as well. Um, so that actually, as I've been doing that, that's been uploading. So, okay. So moving right along episode four fifty six. this was Kelly J Baker. She rejoined us for, um, this episode. This was about her book, the gospel, a gospel according to the clan. And this was about the uh, influence on and influence of the Klan on Protestant um, ideas and American Protestant ideas and beliefs. So any thoughts on this one? This one was one that we were both pretty excited about. And it actually was a, it's a really, a really good book, actually, to read as well. I mean, she really uh, did a lot of great research on this. Yeah, I think uh, more than anything, our takeaways were how uh, how relevant like all these these topics were, and how uh, how much of a mainstream populist thing it it was, and uh, you know how much it relates to things that have been going on in the in the last few years. Yeah, for sure. There, there definitely is a um, there's there's an afterword of the book where she talks about uh, things that are going on now, and by now I mean 2011. Right. And almost almost reading that is just like, oh my God, those were the good old days back then. Like we yeah. thought things were crazy then. Yeah. Feels like a whole nother world. Yeah, it does. 457. We did something called the Mystic Conspiracy Crew Meeting. This was around Labor Day where we got together with Vincent Trewell, Chris Corey, and Dr. Future. <laughs> so this was a mega round table here. Basically talking about a lot of conspiracy theory, crazy stuff, um, how uh, Twitter becoming X has kind of changed a lot of things. Um, we talked about uh, some of the research that Mike was doing then on Sound of Freedom and some of the craziness there with Tim Ballard, which we talked about in the last episode with him. Um and the weirdness that was going on when people were saying, which we seem to have forgotten about now, by the way. Do you remember that people were saying that the space lasers caused the fires in Maui? Yeah, like, I'm like, still getting, this was, this I'm was still getting TikToks about ago. it. 
This was only a few months ago, and I've heard nothing, and I see no posts about it, and everybody has forgotten. And remember all the rage about it's it, still, and then all of a sudden, it's just not there anymore. It's still on TikTok. I guess still, it's still on TikTok. Still I guess the reptilians. I guess the reptilians have still got t- still got TikTok to to rouse them out. I suppose. All right. So moving right along. When I came back from my trip, we did an episode with Justin McHenry, who was a longtime listener of the show, we found out, uh, which was very cool. Uh, this is episode 458, we did a show about Lemuria, the true story of a fake place. We talked a lot about how the idea of Lemuria uh, started as a way to explain things like why lemurs were in Madagascar as a scientific way and slowly kind of transformed into this like new age belief primarily because of Blavatsky Mm -hmm. and theosophy and uh, these things that go down to, to uh, Guy Ballard and the IM movement and these type of things. And it's pretty much now like all just a, uh, just a given for so many different sects. And at the end of September, that is when we, started getting ready for strange realities so the next few episodes 459 460 461 62 63 those were all the episodes that we did for where we had everybody that uh, was involved in the strange realities conference this year and uh, we started that off with part one tim banal steve berg joshua kutchin Kiki dombrowski and one Followed by Nathan Isaac, Rand Collier, Mallory Swinsky, Tobias Wayland. Uh, part three, Recluse, Brent Reigns, Cheslin Vance, Aaron Gullius, Christopher Ernst, David Metcalf, and Zach Hunt for part four. And concluding it with Michael Hughes, Soraya, Soraya Askath, and Timothy Renner. And at that point, we kind of went dark because we had the conference to do. And yeah. we had to recover. Had a lot so, of fun. So we'll go through kind of like the next... Um, Next few episodes. All right. So we came back for 64. Uh, this was only about a month ago now. This was uh, Craig Ciccone, number five. We've had Craig on quite a lot, but uh, it had been two years since we had him on. And since it was the 60-year anniversary of the JFK assassination, I wanted to do an episode all about that. And basically, in this episode, we talked about, if anything, that we had learned, talked about this uh, investigation that happened on with the Assassination Records Review Board and some other aspects of the case, which, by the way, I don't really promote mainstream podcasts or quote-unquote mainstream podcasts but there is an excellent podcast called about the jfa assassination with rob reiner which is actually really really good um it really has put some things together and give me ideas some for, for some people to get to get on the show so and that leaves us with the next two episodes after that 465 we had max and furick back on talking about the philadelphia experiment uh this was an episode where chris Corey joined me and we talked about, uh, well, the Philadelphia Experiment, talked about Al Bielik, talked about uh, some of the Montauk mythology. Um, and after that, Chris and I talked some about the Dave Grush material and what was going on with that, which I mentioned at kind of the, the top of this show. And then 466, Drew Hurst Beeson. Uh, this will not be the last time we have him on because I really want to talk to him about some other things, especially Zodiac Killer. But on this one, I talked to him about D.B. Cooper, 
and who D.B. Cooper, he believes D.B. Cooper may have been. So that one is definitely well worth checking out. And finally, 467 with the great Dr. Future talking mostly, giving us his thoughts on what is what has been and what will be and some of his research into Tim Ballard and all that, which uh, he has been doing his radio show here in Nashville. There will be soon a new podcast coming out from Dr. Future here pretty soon. So, all right. So check that out. And finally, your interview episode. So, yeah, which is that probably is, January by now. So it yeah. is the new year. It is the new year. So happy new year, everybody. Um, we do have a lot of things uh, planned this year. Like I said, I've already scheduled a couple of shows for January, so already kind of getting that in the bag. You know, stay tuned as far as like what we're going to do. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about our Patreon. I know we, we have been like really lax on that. Yeah. I do have some ideas about what I want to do with it with with Patreon. Um, uh, Sergio and I need to just kind of sit down and talk about all that, but um we expect to see some new things coming there as well. Um it is very, very hard working full-time jobs, doing this. It can sometimes be hard to just try to get something like that out every single week. And really, guys, I want to thank everybody that has hung in with us on that uh, through this year. I mean, there's been just a lot of changes, and hopefully things will kind of stabilize soon. But, um, you know, I think really the, the idea behind Patreon is really that you guys support us and support what we do. Um, yeah. Because it is a lot of work to do the show. Surfiel edits the show. Um, there's also a lot of work behind these monthly things that we do as well. And then the conference is a ton of work. Yeah. I think more than anything, the conference really, um, you know, sucks up a lot of time when that comes around and, uh, it can make it hard yeah. to like keep coming with content, extra bonus episodes. Um, we got real ambitious when we, you know, set this up into the tiered system we have now. And it may not be sustainable for the future. You know, we'll hopefully have ways um, that you all will want to support us with that. But we're not really uh, we're not really sure what the future is going to hold for that. It is really hard to do those bonus episodes when we have other things going on in our lives, etc. Of course, uh, neither of us are making a living from this, uh, and most of the uh, funds from that helps to pay for uh, things like the strange realities conference and the monthly events that we do yeah um, so we were good this year before the conference with those monthly events though so that more than anything is probably going to be one of the bigger features that's going to stay that's going to stay constant yeah on there. it will we will have some patron only episodes i just don't know if we can keep it up every week you know yeah yeah we need to come up with a schedule and you know just try to you know figure out what what, what we're what we're going to do and all that so but guys i want to thank everybody for listening it's been a great year and uh we will have more in the new year yeah as always and we're going to continue to do this for the foreseeable future and stay tuned for any other kind of announcement but uh i think at this point i think we will just uh sign off for 2023 hey and uh we'll see you on the flip side in 2024 on conspiracy paranormal